1: I'm Bob Brill. He's Eric Kramer. Welcome to Kramer and Brill, fantasy football podcast, now videocast, too. You can hear the podcast wherever you get your shows. Also, you can see the video cast on YouTube by going to my Bob Brill YouTube channel or by finding the links for all of this at kramerandbrill.com. That's the easiest way. Well, week 13, we're closing, coming down the home stretch now. Your bye week teams this week are the Panthers, the Browns, the Packers, and the Titans. Uh, this week's winners, uh, Lenny Fournette, as you like to call him. Uh, Lenny Fournette, who had 100 yards rushing.
0: Lenny, uh, Lenny likes to be called Lenny. Yeah, that's it, where it, I got it, that that's from.
1: That's a new one. I, it just doesn't sit in my mind. It's still Leonard to me. You know, 100 yards rushing, seven catches, four TDs. Joe Mixon had 165 and a pair of scores. Elijah Mitchell continues to roll. Another 100-yard game. He had 133. Dontrell Hilliard had 131. And Cordero Patterson.
0: Well, the name I'll throw in there to go along with them. Doesn't have quite the numbers, those guys, but Corey Dillon. He only had 69 yards on 20 carries against the Rams, but I heard Joe Buck say the wind chill now, is are that time of year, was in the 20s, and I even heard Troy Aikman say, yep, if there's a guy that reminds me of Earl Campbell, it's now Corey Dillon. And so I think that's where guys now at this time of year, guys like him are going to start stepping up. And he also added, I think, 20 or 21 yards in, in receiving and a touchdown. And then the other guy is um, that uh, I'll say Javante Williams with the, uh, with the Broncos. Right. That guy, he would run over you, around you, through you. It didn't matter. And then he combined for over 100 yards himself, both rushing and receiving, and got in the end zone, I believe, on, on a reception. So, it's, uh, yeah, there's some guys moving in the right direction running back-wise.
1: The well, quarterbacks, Josh Allen had four TDs, finally a little bit of comeback for him. Dak Prescott in a losing cause, 375 and a pair of touchdowns, which is you know what you want to have in a fantasy quarterback. You want that guy who's going to throw a lot, and even though he's not winning games, you like him for your fantasy team. And Mac Jones, two more scores plus 310 yards. I wish I'd started him instead of Ben, but we can get into that later.
0: <laughs> right how when's the last time somebody said god i wish i would have started that rookie quarterback yeah exactly. in fantasy football well the guy I'll, I'll put out there is kirk cousins and i've been singing his praises now for really the whole year and now however now i'm starting to see what people i think in minnesota are seeing that there's times in a game where you're like where was he throwing that ball and it happened this game when San Francisco, I believe, had just gone down the field on some extensive play drive that just resulted in a touchdown. He comes out and his first pass is intercepted, a short throw, which ends up getting the 49ers, I think, to start that drive inside the 10-yard line. And so, yes, he puts up great fantasy numbers most of the time. But he also does some things within the course of a game that will lose the game. And I remember hearing Jimmy Johnson talk about, before this is in the pregame, talk about how here's Here's a guy that, had they won more games, would be talking about being an MVP candidate. Well, now I just saw why he's not, because he was a major reason why they lost that game. You know, Turning to the wide
1: receivers, we take a look at Jalen Waddell. Waddell was 9 for 137, 9 catches. Renfro had 134. Deshaun Jackson, who just got traded, came alive, 102 yards on a few catches for Las Vegas and Gronk had seven for 123, didn't get into the end zone, but he looked like the old rock at times in that game.
0: I, I, that's great. And I, I think for me going in, uh, what was Dallas going to do without Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lambs? I was yeah. thinking about, okay, what now? The next guy to step up is Cedric Wilson. And then he did. And he was over hundred yards with seven catches and got touched. Or actually didn't get a touchdown. And then Odell Beckham finally made uh, his presence known as a Ram Lambo. He did have what a fifty-something-yard catch for a touchdown, right, fifty-four. Um, but is that going to be something that can show up every week? I think one of the guys that is, as I've looked at their season, obviously everyone knows about Cooper Cup, but Van Jefferson has quietly gone about putting productive games together. He ended up with ninety-three yards and a long touchdown. So I think the the Rams, to me, the surprise so far for them has been where's their defense and now, but their offense is continuing, I think, to put up some good numbers.
1: You know, the, the other thing I know uh, you want to talk about Randall Cobb, he had a great game. And right in the middle of all, you know, he's doing all the celebrating and everything. And then he fumbles a punt, you know, <laughs> and costs them. And then he came back and had uh, catches it, You know, it, it amazes me sometimes. I, I guess I'm, I've always been anti super celebration, you know, But that's the NFL today. So but but you're, you're bracket, right. And I think that's a good point for oh, it. I, it. it is, you know, it's like a, a major thing, at least in my mind, the losers bracket, Baker Mayfield, the Cleveland Browns, and saw Lamar Jackson throw four interceptions. They still couldn't beat the Ravens, the Steelers blown out by Cincinnati, 41 to 10 in a must-win game. I think it was probably uh, Mike Tomlin's worst defeat ever. Cam Newton, who completed five of 21 passes and throws two interceptions in a 33 to 10 loss to Miami. And after last night, you could throw in Russell Wilson, who did not target DK Metcalf at all, at all in the first half. No targets. Metcalf got upset in the sidelines. It was pretty visible. The announcers even talked about it. He ended up with four targets, one catch for 13 yards, and a 17 to 15 loss to Washington, and cost me my fantasy game to my wife, no less, which knocked me out of the playoffs. <laughs> Well I'm congratulations about that one. Right. Congratulations
0: <laughs> to Paula then on that one. Um I'll just I think this is probably a good time. I know this is a fantasy football show podcast but to talk about a little bit like a subject about the NFL. One of the things that I'd like to bring up is how you know, you hear about well the NFL now is really a passing league. Well, I don't know. I don't know about that. If you look at the teams that are now all in the playoff picture solidly, like take the Patriots for example. Uh they are winning right now. Uh, Mac Jones is making some great decisions and having some great games, no doubt. But they're winning with a solid running game and a number one defense in the league. Um, the 49ers, you mentioned Elijah Mitchell. I mean, they know they got to run the ball. You know they got to run the ball, and they still gas you. And I don't care if Debo Samuel's running it, Elijah Mitchell's running it, it doesn't matter. And I think that's there's teams out there. Like the Titans, I mean, they lose probably the league's best running back in Derrick Henry. It doesn't matter. They went on a couple of runs a couple of games after and just killed people like the Rams with great defense and still a good running game. So I think that, yes, the passing game is accentuated for sure. But think about how Kansas City this year kind of stumbled their way out of the season, uh, out of the gate. And really because Patrick Mahomes is kind of everywhere, looking everywhere when he should have been looking like right there. And, but now he's taken things that are given to him. They're relying on a short, on a, on a really solid running game. Their defense is playing better. They're taking the short passing. And so I think that's where the game, it might be evolving, but it's still in principle, a defensive and a, and a running game battle. I I think what
1: we're seeing, I I, I think that, up until about maybe five years ago, maybe even less than that, uh, the emphasis was on the past. But I think with the involvement of or the involving of the new young breed of quarterbacks, every team, if they don't have a quarterback who can run and run an option, run uh, some of the uh, some of the other terms that you know we yeah. like to use breed uh, zone, and yeah, green. And, you know, and if if they don't have one of those, they're looking for one. You know, you look at um, all the guys that are doing it. Jalen Hurts, um, Russell Wilson, Lamar. Pat Mahomes, uh, certainly uh, Lamar Jackson, Jackson yep. um, Kyler Murray. They're all yep. teams. Yet at the same time, we've got a few teams that don't have that, like uh, Pittsburgh. Um, uh, you mentioned New England. Uh, Tampa. Uh, you know, yeah. So there are those teams, too. But I, I think in Pittsburgh's case, their third string quarterback is one of those guys. You know, and uh, whether he's going to develop into something, I don't know. But I think as you look at the next crop of college quarterbacks coming up, we have more of those young players who are in that mode where, you know, they drop back to pass. And if it's not there, maybe they don't even get to a second read and they're taken off. And that, I think, is kind of detrimental. I think you have to uh,
0: maybe you'll agree with me uh, or not. uh, You have to get to at least a second read. Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, offensive passing games aren't set up quite honestly to go. Oh, look for that guy; he's not there. Run. That's mm. even Lamar Jackson doesn't play in that. But um, I would say that we're going to find out. So here we are now, getting into the winter time, right of the season, and you're going to see a lot of teams move on and solidify and become good playoff teams. Because they run the ball, not because they throw the ball 55 times a game. And they run, they, they play great defense like the, like the Patriots do and uh, like some of these other teams. And that's where you, on a bad day offensively, you can still make up for it with great defense. On a, on a, on a horrible weather day, you can still make up for a bad passing game with a great running attack. And I think that's where you're going to see because that, those things, they travel well. You know, I mean, you got a great defense and a great running game that will get you through a lot of muddy, murky, snowy conditions.
1: Especially if the road to the Super Bowl goes through New England or Green Bay. <laughs> good point. <laughs> and they're gonna they're gonna be have, have uh, weather shock when the Super Bowl's played out here, right here in L.A. Right. We like Fournette. We like Mixon. We like Debo Samuel, Jalen Waddle, Elijah Mitchell. They all had good games. Have to admit, I came up short on a number of players, including anybody in a black and gold uniform. Uh, Zeke Elliott, I, I did say Pollard was worthy of a start, and he garnered 18 fantasy points, which was one more than Elliott did. We also like Gibson in Washington; he had 111 last night.
0: And I was really surprised, really upfront or early on in this game with the Rams and Green Bay, how poorly Stafford played. Uh, now, to be fair, they didn't have a running game to start out, and he was getting pressured quite a bit. But early on through an interception, uh, got a sack fumble. And generally speaking, was sort of not as accurate as you would normally, at least I've come to find Stafford to be. Um, And then you mentioned earlier Leonard Fournette or Lenny Fournette. And I think he brings a certain focus and a determination. Do you see that game, that run he had at the end where he literally just trucked the DB, whoever was standing in the goal line? I was
1: going to say, he's running with so much authority right now. It's like, get out of my way.
0: Right. And it's infectious. Like, you can see their whole team sort of get picked up by whatever he does. And obviously, they got one of the best quarterbacks maybe ever in Tom Brady. But at Tom Brady at 44, still doing Tom Brady things, which is not running the read option. Right. And just picking defenses apart. And even though he didn't have a great game, he still does things throughout a game that our other quarterbacks don't or don't do as well. Let's
1: take a look at the game, starting with Thursday, Cowboys and Saints. I'm on Pollard this week, along with most of the Cowboys. Plus, watch the injury wires. If Cooper and Lamb are still out, Cedric Wilson is a must
0: play. Well, speaking of the injury wire, Taysom Hill, who I didn't know, was nursing uh, what a foot injury. Right. Now... He's back in play and potentially playing as a starter quarterback this year or this week, which I think he would be a guy. Let's say you had of the quarterbacks you mentioned or the teams you mentioned on the by really Aaron Rodgers would be the only quarterback in that group that might be your guy. But if you had him, hopefully you got someone like Taysom Hill behind him and he would be a great start. I think this week Cowboys got banged up against and exposed, I think, defensively a little bit against the Raiders. And so Taysom Hill's that type of quarterback athletic uh accurate passer but also can beat you with his legs and uh and I think the other guy there is you know should he play and be healthy would be Alvin Kamara
1: Giants at Dolphins Giants are a team just to stay away from don't even don't even look at the roster just
0: walk away <laughs> well and the Dolphins just the opposite they were that team a while back but now in the last four or five weeks two is exploding every week uh Waddle who you love and I Everyone else is coming to now, too. I think in the last four weeks, he's right at the top of the league in terms of receptions and yards and touchdowns for receivers. So uh, there's a couple guys there at least worth looking at for the Dolphins.
1: Colts are Texans. Colts are solid on Taylor, of course. Normally, I'm on Pittman, and last week he was down. But that means this week I'm sold on him again, especially against Texans. Jack Doyle might be a play this week as well. I think Jack Doyle is actually uh, probably a good guy to pick up if you're in need of a
0: tight end. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the Colts, who just went toe-to-toe with the Bucs, are are obviously solid, but the Texans looked horrible against a bad Jets team. Uh, I just can't justify starting any Texans offensive player. Vikings
1: and Lions. Cousins continues to play well, so he's a start fantasy-wise, as are Cook and Thielen. However, if Cook is healthy, that's right. Cook is healthy, he's got some double arm injuries. If he's Mm -hmm. out, then Madison is a really good play here. Justin Jefferson, at least as a flex play.
0: Well, and DeAndre Swift, who just went down with the Lions, was coming on. And now he's hurt. But now that he is hurt, I don't know. I mean, I know we've both of you and I have been high on TJ Hawkinson. Mm -hmm. But for some reason this year, he's vanished. And so there's really nobody, no good options, I don't think, with the Lions. Yeah, I I think not this week.
1: I think the reason he's vanished is uh, Jared Goff is now the quarterback. So, <laughs> Eagles and Jets, Jets with a New England style running back by committee. So, lay off them. Uh, Zach Wilson battling injuries, which alone is enough
0: to say sit him, and I would. Well, prior to last game, nobody was bigger on Jalen Hurts' recent performances and production than I was. And yet, here he just fell off a cliff this last game against the Giants. And so, with him not executing, who on their offense do you play? Um, so at least receiving-wise, I don't see anybody, and he's really their leading rusher. He did have a good game rushing last last time, but uh, I don't know. I think the Jets are, are decent defensively, and he's probably not somebody I would start this week. Yeah, I think he's uh, –
1: we were talking about the you know, first read run, first read run, you know. Cardinals at Bears. Cardinals coming off a bye. Mainly here, watch the injury wires is Murray and Hopkins are both questionable, which means Christian Kirk would be a good play, and you can certainly start James Conner. One well,
0: of the biggest news in Chicago now is that Matt Nagy is still employed. Uh, and the second biggest one is Justin Fields' rib injury. Where does that leave him for this game? If he's out, I still think Andy Dalton is a good quarterback and a productive one, which means the, the one guy I think that positively affects fantasy-wise is Darnell Mooney. The receiver who, again, went over 100 yards and uh, I think 120 yards over the last uh, two games, uh, not combined, but in each game went over. And then uh, I think he's had two touchdowns in his last three games. So he's he's the one player, I think, on the Bears. Doesn't matter who's the quarterback. He's worth starting.
1: Chargers, Bengals, Bengals on a roll. So it's Vixen.
0: That's a no brainer. Uh, Burrow,
1: Higgins, Lamar Chase, I say you start them too.
0: And for the Chargers, I still love Justin Herbert, who, despite the loss, put up over three hundred yards passing, a couple touchdowns, and another thirty-six yards on the ground, which led the Chargers. Unfortunately, uh, the problem was his two interceptions. Um, Eckler, also an excellent player, one of the best backs I, I believe, dual threat back who can both run it well and and uh, catch passes, uh, dropped a few this last game, which I don't think that'll continue. And obviously, I think I like. Love uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Uh, so I think there's some good plays there for the Chargers fantasy-wise.
1: Bucks, the Falcons, uh, you know, Brady coming off a lackluster day. Uh, I, he's he's a huge start against the Falcons. Fournette, of course, and last week we said we like Cameron Brate. And even though Gronk was on the field, he still caught three passes. In a pinch, uh, I think Cameron Braight's an option for you.
0: And for the Falcons, I love Cordero Patterson. Uh, he's still Atlanta's best fantasy player. Last week went over the hundred yards for the first time with a couple of rushing touchdowns. And now that Ridley's taken some time away, you got Russell Gage who's stepping up and emerged in his last couple of games. And I think become a reliable option himself moving forward. Uh, so, you know, I, I think that's uh, both of those guys are good options.
1: at Rams, Trevor Lawrence finally stepped up, did better than pedestrian and a loss, but I'm definitely off him against the Rams this week, even though the, the Rams' defense isn't what it was. I do like James Robinson, but only as a flex this week. Receivers are rather spread out, so I'm not sure I'd look at any of them, really.
0: Isn't it funny how, like, the Rams right now, you'd think early in the season, here they were 7-1, and one, just rolling, yeah. beating, you know, the Buccaneers and really whoever they wanted. And then these last three games, they've just vanished, uh, at least win, in the win column. Um, they did put up some good numbers against Green Bay, so I'd still start. Uh, Matthew Stafford and cup and now Van Jefferson, I think is coming on and he's a guy that I would really give some consideration to Beckham. I'm still not sure yet. I mean, they did have the one um, down the field throw, but he and Stafford to me still look a little off timing wise.
1: I think for him is it's probably maybe working into the offense, uh, you know, and he's been an AFC um, receiver all his life and, and Stafford's an NFC quarterback. I, you know, does that, does that play into do, it at all? Do the I mean, two
0: mix? Is that what you're asking?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I gotta think because you know, you, you look at baseball and Major League Baseball, American League versus National League. There's always been a difference. You know, we went to one league, it took you a little time to adjust. Right. I'm wondering the AFC versus the NFC. I mean, you have the Black and Blue Division, what they used to call that, right. which yep. is all it's always been that old school thing which you played in, and yep. then you have the AFC North, which was always kind of wide open and and different. You know. So, I mean – and, that, of course, that's where he came from, and that's what he went to, essentially. So, I'm just kind of wondering. Does that play into it?
0: Well, let's ask Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski <laughs> and Antonio Brown because they were all AFC players that's their it. entire career. So, <laughs> I don't think it really matters. Uh, I think talent is just talent. And the, as, as uh, you know, Odell gets more comfortable in that offense – and they work together before practice, after practice and talk through things like I'm sure, uh, you know, uh, Matthew Stafford does with Cooper Cup and whoever else has been there that not long a stretch. I think once Hodel j- develops into that way, then, yeah, down the stretch and on into the playoffs, uh, he'll, his role will expand for sure in his production.
1: Washington at the Raiders, uh, you know, I like Gibson. I've always said I like Gibson uh and 111 yards last night i I think that proves he's still going strong Uh, mclaren obviously and you know i like the quarterback there i'm not so sure that you know uh he's going to have a great game against the raiders but i'm not so sure he isn't either so i like those three for sure
0: and it's a great story right i mean that tyler haneke is awesome i love the fact that he was out of football completely didn't get never got drafted in the first place and then here he is, kind of taking the world by storm as of last playoff game. Um, and At so, least he didn't say he was bagging groceries during that time, <laughs> right. which Kurt Warner is another good story too. <laughs> but um, I think with the Raiders, um, you know, they're what they did to me is shown their life because they were like uh, on life support going into that Dallas game, and they exploded. And I think Carr you get a lot of that credit the offensive line and then jock jacobs too who i said that this is a guy that really needs to have a good game and he did and uh you know deshaun jackson can you count on him coming up every week and you know contributing like he did this past game i don't know just yet but i think greg Olson, who is their offensive coordinator calls a game in such a way that you're gonna produce good numbers both passing game and running game so i i i like Moving forward with Derek Carr again and uh, Josh Jacobs.
1: The Ravens and Steelers, as much as I hate to say it, Steelers are just not able to get anything going. And in this important rivalry and physical game, I don't see it. I'm benching Ben. I'm living with Najee. I'm starting Deontay Johnson as well as Friar Muth. I love Claypool, but I think he really gets held back in this one.
0: Well, flipping over to the Ravens, I start Mark Andrews because he's open always, and he can make one-handed catches. Two-handed catches. It doesn't matter who's throwing them the ball, whether it's Lamar or the other guy. I love Lamar Jackson, despite the four interceptions he just threw. Um, I I don't think that's going to be part of the weekly game plan. And uh, I unfortunately, Bob, saying this, the Steelers D is not the old Steelers D. That's the unfortunate reality.
1: Yeah, and th- this week uh, the T.J. Watts on COVID, on a COVID reserve, so he's mm-hmm. out. Uh, Minka came back. Uh, they're just, you know, they got beat up last week. I mean, 41 to 10 against Cincinnati. They just, it wasn't there. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I listened to Mike Tomlin's, uh, newscast or uh, press conference and it was a lot of the same statements because he didn't have much else to say and mm-hmm. it was just the way it was, uh, Niners at Seahawks. Uh, I would start Lockett at this point. Uh, and that's it. I'm, I'm off Metcalf Wilson doesn't throw in the ball. So what's the point? And I think Wilson, for reasons already mentioned, I'm off him. I think I think he just came back too soon. He doesn't look like uh, the, the old solid Russell Wilson, and think he's pressing. And and again, you know, there was um, I was watching the game last night, and I looked and I, I saw um, Metcalf. Um, you know, uh, play was set. He moved to the other side. Wilson didn't even look over there. He was wide open. He did. He, he his first look was the other way. They looked down the middle, and then he got sacked. And after that, when uh, they came out, uh, you probably saw it, um, uh, that Metcalf got really upset on the sidelines. And, you know, and the, the words were, I'm open, I'm open, open, throw me the ball. You know, and it's week after week after week. Uh, last week, I think he had one target in the first half. What's the point of having a guy like that if you're not going to throw to him?
0: You're right. There's some storm brewing up there in Seattle right now, and and they just don't look the same, do they? I mean, yeah. their defense used to be one of the top every year, and now they're not. Yeah, I think it's uh, for which, Pete to call called quits. Right. Well, I in talking about the Niners, uh, so I like whoever's running the ball behind that offensive line. Mm. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's Debo Samuel, Mitchell, whoever's back there is going to gain yards, and um, I think so. To me, Debo Samuel is their best player offensively only problem is he's now hurt apparently with a growing injury so uh it's going to be more i think brandon Ayuk who's stepping up these last couple weeks receiving wise and uh even garoppolo you know he's going to come out of this game with 250 yards and a touchdown or two so um i i I like the 49ers and and i say this unfortunately the seahawks just aren't the seahawks of what they've been the last 10 12 15 years
1: Broncos and Chiefs, Chiefs coming around, coming off a bye week. I expect Hill, Mahomes, and Edwards-Hallier, along with Daryl Williams, to be solid plays, along with the always-plug-him-in Travis Kelsey.
0: Well, it's hard to bank on the Broncos' passing game at this point. Uh, But Melvin Gordon has stepped up in the running game the last few weeks. So is Javante Williams, who I referred to earlier. Um, And I just think that, you know, the Chargers were a good defense, and have been and yet it didn't seem to matter. So I, I like the Broncos' running game against the Chiefs.
1: Monday night, Patriots at Bills. I love Mac Jones here. Normally I would lay off him, but I think he's already up to the challenge uh, of some of the big boys, and the Bills are a big boy heading in the wrong direction. Maybe they corrected a little last week, but heading down the stretch, I'm not sure exactly where they're going. And if you like Mac Jones, you have to like Bourne, Myers, while Damian Harris is an option to at least flex. I love Nick Folk here. Again, he put up 20 fantasy points as a kicker. That's like two of the last three weeks. He is just sailing. He's like Mr. Money on the, on the money.
0: Well, after a couple of clunkers recently, the Bills did take care of business against the Saints, and they got back on track. So I'm, if, I'm, if I own them or manage them, I'm, ta- I'm playing Allen and Diggs both. Uh, the Patriots D has been playing good, so I think I'd uh, hold off on any of the Bill players, at least at this point. And there
1: you have it. Kramer and Brill, fantasy football podcast, now a cast too. You can hear the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Libsyn, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. And now you can also see the video videocast on my YouTube channel by going to Bob Brill YouTube channel. Or by finding the links for all of this at KramerandBrill.com. That's the easiest way. For my friend and colleague, Eric Kramer, I'm Bob Brill. We'll see you next time.